Listener beware, you're in for a scare. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hello, welcome to the Poltercast. Yes, and I'm Tiffany Baxter. <laughs> no, my name is um, Today is our second film club. Yeah. Um, it's quite an expanded one. Yes. Last time. Well, we're trying to choose uh, films that we can then talk about supplementary materials. Yeah. Last time we talked about Poltergeist and the uh, various curses. Yeah, the additional curses that came with it. Yeah, um... So when people think of the horror classics yeah. of cinema, they think Poltergeist, and then the next thing they think is 2015's <laughs> Goosebumps. Goosebumps, maybe. Starring Jack Black and Jimmy Carr. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Jack Black playing Alan Carr, doing <laughs> battle with Jimmy Carr. Yeah, it's a... It's a um, big fat quiz of the year yeah. movie adaptation. Yeah. Um, no, he plays... In a very strange choice. Yeah, he doesn't really look like him. No. <laughs> yeah. I can uh, vaguely remember from R.L. Stein's Twitter photo. <laughs> uh, yeah, he plays R.L. Stein, the author of Goosebumps, in the Goosebumps movie. The Goosebumps movie exists in the real world. Yeah, in quote. In, in the air quotes. <laughs> uh, and and uh, our characters are aware of the Goosebumps franchise yeah. and books. And then, so yeah, so should we, just a brief summary, the, yeah. the main character whose name I've already forgotten, um, <laughs> some sort of teen boy. Cody. <laughs> Is it Cody? No, I don't know. We watched this a few weeks ago. I'll pretend it's Cody. Moves in. No, he doesn't. No. Does he move in? Yeah, he, they've just moved. Yes. Yeah, they've just moved to wherever they are. And then... Um, or has... Uh, I don't know. Okay, yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, oh, no, they have, because yeah, his m- his mum is going to be the new vice principal. Yeah, that was it, yeah. Um, his mum, who's Holly from The Office. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk a bit about the tone, because I have thoughts. But um, first... The, the plot, which yeah. I know you're here for. Um, so they move in, he, he goes to school, he makes a comedy sidekick friend. There's a kind of mysterious hot girl. I felt dirty saying that. <laughs> in the context of the two, to a 12 year old boy uh, across the street, but her, her dad's a bit weird. Yeah, she like lives in the house next door and then doesn't, they go through like, the fence or something. Mm. And his dad, like, when he sees her chatting with him, he's like, you know, I'd come near my daughter or my house ever again. And he's... He's a kung fu panda. Yeah. <laughs> and he would, like, slam the door going, skidoosh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's uh, he's Jack Black playing R.L. Stein. Um, they hang out. Uh, Go to a fairground. It's abandoned. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, he's not called Cody at all I was just like what's the name of a main character from a Goosebumps book type name Uh, so he um, suspects that uh, the girl's dad is like abusive or mean so he sneaks into the house to try and rescue her 
but inadvertently discovers he's R.L. Stein and has the original transcripts of every Goosebumps book on a shelf. Like, in locked. Mm. Each book's got a lock on it. Well, the thing is, he doesn't even connect that it's R.L. Stein, because no. he says, like, why does this creepy dude have all the original copies of all of the transcripts <laughs> of Goosebumps like, locked up? He's like a uber fan. Yeah. Um, also, he called the police, didn't he? The police. The police are quite iconic in this film. Huh? Yeah, the police are the best characters, but they are not used to their fullest. No. I thought, because they get set up quite early on, um, and one of them is, it's their first day. Yeah. So whenever they're investigating, they're doing, like, training. They're putting in the, like, form of a training exercise. But they're in two scenes. Should have been a more. Yeah, they get um, frozen by aliens pretty quickly. Yeah, I think it was aliens. (laughs) So, anyway, they, um... Uh, these books contain the monsters from the books. Yeah, and they, they accidentally knock one, open one, and the abominable snowman comes out. Yeah. And then I think they unlock, by accident, uh, Night of the Living Dummy. Yeah. And Slappy comes out, the doll, yeah. and unlocks all the other ones, because he's kind of the main villain of yeah. the film. Um, they figure out that Jack Black's actually R.L. Stein, as we all have had to figure out. In... I mean, it's quite hard. Um, Tenacious D was a cover for, um, his spooky writings. As, uh, and then they go around the town trying to, um, capture these various Goosebumps monsters, and it ends with, I'm skipping ahead, majorly. Yeah. Ends with a like the school under siege by mummies and yeah, everything. giant praying mantis. Ma- no, yeah. uh, mummies, garden gnomes was yeah. a good scene. Yeah, that was good. Um, there is another classic Goosebumps esque twist. Mm. So we are in spoiler territory yeah. now. So this film is on Netflix. Yeah. If you haven't watched it yet, stop our podcast. <laughs> there will be Goosebumps spoilers left, right, and centre because they are twist heavy pictures. Yeah. Um, so turns out that the daughter is also one of his from creations, was it not? Yes, yeah. and he was alone and wanted a daughter. It's a bit weird. And then I'm like, now I'm like saying it, I'm kind of like, that's actually quite odd. Yeah, he wrote a daughter into existence, but then's really mean to her all the time. Like, <laughs> let her go anywhere because otherwise she'll find out that she isn't real. Yeah, so she doesn't know she's real, yeah. and. Cody <laughs> uh, realises she is and uh, heartbreak yeah. and then they have to suck all of the bad monsters and Back characters into the book. Oh, yeah, because well, Jack Black, I mean, R.L. Stein, has to make a new, he has to write a new mm. like book basically in an evening to get all of them back in. Yeah. And, and suck them that back in the book and stop Slappy. Yeah, and that that means his uh, daughter also has to go, but then final twist to the movie is she's back and yeah. they don't address any of the issues with that, but it's fine. He wrote another book. Yeah. Just so she could exist, but it's like... so. Just it's a slippery slope, dude. This you, is the problem of the you, wrote, you basically brought a fake girl back into existence so that this boy next door could have a girlfriend. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get into opinions of the film now. I quite liked it. I enjoyed it more than I was expecting to. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, And all the characters are really, like, memorable. 
but <laughs> some of the names. <laughs> I mean, the side characters. Like, there's a lot of funny comedy actors yeah. doing stuff. But um, our criticism with the film is like everyone like gets paired up at the end in like a really old-fashioned way. Did what did the, like, the, the head, sidekick guy? Um, I think so. But it's more of a like. No, really weird name. Was it Champ? No. Yeah. Champion. Champion. I think so. I just remember everyone like it was just kind of like a bit tedious, but um, in terms of that like yeah. resolution, but um, I found it genuinely funny. I thought <laughs> like finding out that Jack Black played R.L. Stein in the film was a bit of a strange thing to learn, but it really worked. Yeah. And we were watching. We we also watched a bit of the TV series today, and it always starts with R.L. Stein like going up a hill. And all of his books come out, so it's kind of like theme, it's kind of like part of the universe. Yeah, like he kind of is this sort of overlord. Yeah, he's like a proto Lemony Snicket, yeah. where he's kind of like in the stories. Um, and there's like some really funny stuff when they keep bringing up Stephen Fry. Uh, Stephen Fry. <laughs> Stephen Fry. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> really, King. Yeah, they keep bringing up Stephen King. It's like the rival, and their, their their school play was The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he um, he's always really bitter about Stephen King yeah there's a scene when he gets really angry and says like I've sold way more books than Stephen King but because I write kids stuff people don't care and um, I don't know I was very expecting Stephen King to maybe like show up but who does make a cameo is R.L. Stein himself yeah. playing Jack Black yeah there's a scene at the end when um, Jack Black become Jack <laughs> Jack Black playing R.L. Stein becomes a teacher at the school or something. Yeah, he becomes the English teacher, doesn't he? And then he um, walks past R.L. Stein playing someone called... Jack Black. Mi- yeah, Mr. Black. Because there's a scene where he's like, Hello, Mr. Stein. Hello, Mr. Black. And you're like, what the... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> kind of blew my mind a little bit. Um, in ter- like, Did you think it captured... Well, I guess we'll, before we talk about that... What are your feelings of Goosebumps as a series? Um. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're quite like unique in a way. Um, I think they are a good way of getting kids like for books or for reading, but like the stories. I mean, they are quite formulaic in a way. Of, like you kind of were watching them then when you were a kid. Yeah. But like because now you're kind of sitting there saying well what's the twist this time kind of thing as a kid you kind of let your belief suspend itself mm. um, but I think a lot of people have really good memories of them and like I do I think it's that really odd they're quite surreal um, yeah it's it doesn't they don't typically conform to general rules of like anything like <laughs> <laughs> um we we'll talk about the ghost one we read, but like it really has its own set of lore. Yeah. And like the twists aren't just like story twists. Sometimes they're universe yeah. twists. So you're like, oh, okay. Um, in a way, I think it's kind of interesting because I think there's probably quite good value in a b- buying your kid a book that mm. they'll want to reread now knowing the twists. Yeah. Um, and seeing all the clues. Um. I didn't really read them as a kid, but I do remember the show, but I also can't remember loving the show, so it's more um, when Goosebumps got put on Netflix, yeah. I watched them all, 
and as an adult, they're they're nostalgic in a way, even though I didn't really watch it. But they're like nostalgic for. I think it's for the time period. Yeah. As well, and like they're very, especially the show, the and also the books. Like the dialogue is very very nineties. Yeah. Like when you, even when you're reading it, you can imagine like how this person's going to look, saying like, "Oh my god, like, <laughs> yeah. can you believe it?" There's lots of good um, snarky bully characters. Yeah. Um, in the episode we watched today, there was a character who was like, we asked you to go on one simple ghost hunting mission, and look what you turned up. And he called him and his friend like, you can be friends with us, the coolest kids in town. And you're like, wow. No one writes dialogue with that anymore, do they? No. Yeah, I mean, I... So, in regards to the film, there was a lot... I could tell there was a lot of references happening that were going over my head a little bit. Mm. Because there's like a big... When you see all the monsters together, there's like a big crowd shot and I didn't really recognise anything. Yeah. Other than like generic mummies and yeah. stuff like that. Um, I guess also, to me, Ghost Bumps was never about monsters. Ghost Bumps. Ghost Bumps. <laughs> Ghost Bumps was never about monsters. No. To me... It's all about the kids. Yeah. But that's probably the select... Like, just... A selection of yeah. the ones I've watched. Like, I think because I didn't watch loads and loads of the kid, but like I do always the one I remembered the most that was always quite scary was the one with the Halloween mask mm-hmm. when it gets like stuck on her face. I think like pisses you, and like, that's actually really scary. And it's like it's really scary, like um, but like, it's a rubbery like demonic mask on like this young girl, and she literally can't get it off. And yeah, she loses her voice, and because like the mouth doesn't move when she talks, it kind of just like jiggles the face. <laughs> Yeah, the the start of the movie is the most goosebumpsy to me because the ones with the goosebumps with the big monsters were always ones I didn't really like as much. Yeah, I didn't. Um, but the start of the film when he's just trying to work out what's going on next door and he's jumping to conclusions yeah. and there's twists and stuff that feels the most goosebumpsy to me. And ironically, when all the goosebumps things appear, it's less goosebumpsy because it's kind of like a, it reminds me a bit. I think it's trying to go for a kind of Jumanji vibe. Yeah like race around the city chaos and it's kind of nice to see a film from modern time trying to aim for that because I think lots of it's assumed that kids now just go see superhero films yeah. and Star Wars and stuff um, so it was nice to have that in fact it's it's so inter- intentionally meant to be retro but they made a um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an iconic single I don't know if it was a single but a, yes, a song to go along with it in the in the vein of Will Smith's eclectic. Oh um, yeah, like um, Men in Black, Men and, Black stuff. and things like that. Um, do you remember the uh, the Adams Family? Ooh, the yes. Adams Family. There it is. Yeah. So they did a Goosebumps one with Jack Black, which makes absolutely no sense. The bumps like, gonna goose you. It's just like, what's that mean? Uh, let's yeah. They want monster blood, y'all. So you best say cheese and die, or all of the creeps will call. We young Zach Cooper moved out, my man, or else I'll trouble. And now that he's unlocked the book, this whole place will be rubble. So when the shocker hits our street, better know that you're dead, me. And you can't hide underneath your bed sheet, cause here comes a goosebumps heat. Ha ha! Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> that's that's that's. I'm just 
No, that's why I call Goosebumps. <laughs> Sometimes are you just so glad that like music exists <laughs> and that we came to the stage and achieved such glory? It's like the Beatles who? <laughs> um, I listen to real music. Yeah. The Goosebumps tie-in song. I don't know if this was done seriously. I think it was more of a... Uh, promotional joke. <laughs> I spent money on it. <laughs> yeah. What if we did a promotional joke? Have you seen that Ant-Man Ants advert? No. Okay, this is really off topic. There's a trailer for Ant-Man, which is just Paul Rudd and... Is it Michael Douglas? Is he in the film? I have no knowledge of Ant-Man other than Paul Rudd's in it. And it's just them slapping their knees going, Ants! I think I've seen Ants. that, yeah. <laughs> And that's like listed on official trailer lists as like, this is a thing they released. Um, the film itself does not have that tone as much, which is unfortunate. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about the books themselves. Is this the first Goosebumps book you've read? No. no. Wow. Like, we had them around the house and stuff, but they're my sister's that. I sent you a picture of the one I found after I bought a new one, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was um, it has my sister's name in it. Um, and it, it's it's Night of the Living Dummy two with um, was that Don't Go in the Basement or Ah uh, Don't Go in the Basement is the one with worms, isn't it? It's either, it's either worms or plants. Yeah, um, I did watch a bunch. And as we learn, we learn today that they're quite loose adaptations, aren't they? Yeah, they, they, well, they, they diverge from the source material quite a lot. Yeah, it depends if they need to fill up time mm. or not. Um, okay, so I this is the first Goosebumps I ever read. Um, and I read it all on the train yesterday from start to finish. I went to Manchester and back yesterday. So I read it all. Um, we read, and we, we both said we wanted to read a ghost, Goosebumps, but not tell each other which, but it turns out it's the we, same we book. We chose the same book. Because it's ghosty. It had we chose. Had ghosts in the title. Yeah, so we chose. The Ghost Next Door. The Ghost Next Door. Or as I called it, My Neighbour's a Ghost. <laughs> my Neighbour's a Ghost. Um, and there's. Uh, we will be talking spoilers. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry if we ruined if you this haven't read novel. This, like, how many pages is it? Um, it's about 120 um, but <laughs> it's very big writing <laughs> um, oh there's a preview of that for Snowman one I didn't read that no I didn't read it I was too chilled I needed to I needed the story to settle before <laughs> I dive into another one um, so we read this and then we did watch the adaptation today yeah. um Let's, should we brief, the story's actually quite similar to the Goosebumps movie, it's about, yeah, I a, so. uh, there's a girl called Hannah. Um, yeah, there's a girl called Hannah and she um, is home for the summer because her parents can't afford camp and all her friends are away at either camp or on holiday and then one day she bumps into this kid called Danny who she has never seen before but apparently lives next door and she never saw their family move in um, but he says he's been there for a while. And she starts to suspect that he's a ghost because she's noticed some strange things about him. His name is Danny Phantom. No, it's Danny Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, then uh, certain things start happening. Oh, yeah, she keeps noticing, like... Well, it starts with her waking up from a nightmare mm. about, like, a fire in her room, which is actually quite scary, the way it's described. 
Yeah, like, it's very real. Yeah, because compared to, like, in the TV show, it didn't show the nightmare. Like, it, no. it just had her, like, looking scared in bed. Going, fire, fire. There wasn't any fire shown to us. You were more scared by the fact that she was wearing her shoes on her bed. I know, I really didn't like that. <laughs> um, she also had a really chunky laptop. Yeah. The, the, in the book, she writes letters to her friends at camps uh, by hand, but in the book, she types them up in what I assumed was an email, but then she just prints them off. Yeah, we thought we were emailing them, and then she like, prints off and then goes... But I guess her them. friend wouldn't have access to email at camp. Yeah, then why don't she just write it? Lazy millennials. <laughs> Um, just because of all that avocado toast she was having, she didn't have time. Um, I, I don't agree with that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Danny, um, they don't really explain this. He like falls off a ladder head first. Yeah. But survives. Yeah, she like didn't even hear him land. He just. He keeps disappearing. Okay. Yeah, like he shimmers and like when he goes into like dark mm. shadows or something, it's almost like he disappears. And then um, she keeps seeing like, she this shadowy figure. Yeah, cool. That's going like Hannah. Hannah. Yeah, there's a shadowy figure stalking the neighbourhood, and uh, she thinks it's connected. Um, she also sneaks into his house and talks to his mum for a bit. Yeah. But she doesn't respond, and so she's like, "Oh my god, they're all ghosts." Yeah. Um, and the house is really dark, and there's no light ever. So she thinks that they're haunting an abandoned house. Um, so when I was reading this, I was very uh, lulled in. Because I was like, chapter four. Okay, these chapters are like one page long. But it was chapter four and just like, what's up with Danny? And I was like, girl, the book is called The Ghost Next Door. Um, she took a, it took a long time for her to even get to... There's even a chapter... Of her, like, confronting him and saying, you're a ghost, aren't you? And then it was all a dream. <laughs> it's, um... It was a bit of a, uh... Tease for a long time. But, um... The first twist... Spoilers. Yeah. Is... That she is a ghost. That's only a second twist. The first twist is that the mum is deaf. Oh, yeah. So we find out that the mum's deaf. And that was actually done better in the show, I thought. Because um, in the book, they're like, oh, she has an ear infection and it's bad. It was like, she had an ear infection, but it didn't... It got really bad, so it got rid of her hearing. Yeah. So they say she's still... Like, it was like two years ago, but her hearing never recovered. Well, I liked in the show that he was, like, doing sign language yeah. with her. And, and then when she finds out, Hannah says, oh, I want, can you teach me sign language so yeah, I can talk to your really mum? Nice. And I was like, that's really sweet. It's I really like that. That's inclusive. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, spo- sorry, spoilers. <laughs> um, oh, there's, like, another bit where Hannah, her hands go through him. Yeah. And so she says, oh, he's a ghost. But she's the ghost. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of neat. Now... The reason why I didn't see it coming. Did you see it coming? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I was like reading, really, I was like, I bet the choice is that she's the ghost. Yeah. So I was thinking this, but the reason why I didn't think it is that in the book, she has a whole family who are always talking to her and like not acting weird at all, and she has two younger twin brothers, and she has to babysit them all the time, and I'm like. If she's a ghost, then her whole family's a ghost. And I can't believe this children's book would have, like, dead dead little almost toddlers. 
They were like six years old, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, but they do. They, they all died in a horrible fire. Yeah, and it's even like worse because it's implied that the fire was her fault mm-hmm. because she'd been she had done a campfire in their garden with the little brothers and they hadn't put it out properly or something. Yeah. So, so they all burned and died. It's really dark. Um, it's a little less dark in the show. Mm. Because her family aren't around, she's on her own. Yeah. Which sounds sadder, but it's just like you're not constantly reminded that babies died. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and like it's more that she, in the show. So, uh, in the story, she's in the book. Is she constantly saving Danny's life, or is it just in the show? Um, she's watching out for him, but it's more she keeps they um. More, she kept on getting knocked down herself a lot. Yeah. Because people weren't seeing her. There's also a big difference. In the book, Hannah is constantly described as intentionally wearing horrifically clashing colours. So yeah. I was really excited to see that. Yeah, she was wearing like neon, like the first chapter, she put on like neon green and orange. Mm. Um, and also, she's really like mean in the, in the book. She yeah. sends her friend at camp loads of messages like, um, I'm not even going to ask you how you are because you didn't respond to my other one and I hate you and I hope you're having a bad time. But did you like meet any cute boys? And like, please write me back, please. I hope you drown in the lake. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so she's kind of like looking, so she's wondering why she's back as a ghost. Um, they don't put a lot of like, effort into explaining the feeling of like the trauma you get from realising you burn alive Um, that's not really part of the story but um, yeah so she's sort of implied to come back to rescue Danny and this dark shadowy figure in the book I feel is really led up to you to think is death yeah I thought it was like the Grim Reaper coming to collect her yeah but I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this but the at this point is when the show went in a very different yeah. direction but in the book she's talking to this dark grim reaper figure and she's like go away I don't want you yeah. like blah, blah 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 and this is the moment when I was reading it on the train where I full on went like <gasps> <laughs> and like went back and the person I was travelling with said like was saw me reading a goosebumps <laughs> and then I went <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and this was like a couple of chapters after I've been like yeah I knew she was a ghost like I kind of thought you wouldn't go there but like yeah you you didn't fool me and this isn't really like I don't know if this is a twist it's more I was shocked at like um the weird choice it's very odd it was very yeah it was a very odd thing to I've never seen I wouldn't have thought of it no I've never seen a horror film or a ghost film go there go here it's just like a new bit of lore. Yeah. And anyway, so this dark figure says, um, I'm Danny's ghost. And yeah. she says, like, but Danny's alive. You can't be Danny's ghost. And the line that shook me to my core was, um, I am his ghost. When he dies, I am born. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, what does that mean about what ghosts are? Like, yeah. Did this happen to her as well? Yeah. So is, is she not really herself is she some sort of demon thing well no i i felt like this had happened to her but the thing with so danny's ghost is this blurry figure but he's definitely an adult yeah 
And I was wondering if... So part of the story is that this ghost is, like, impatient and trying to mm. kill Danny so that he can be born quicker. Yeah. And I thought, like, if he's this grown-up figure, is he meant to have waited until Until he's... he was an adult. Yeah. So maybe uh, uh, Hannah's ghost was, like, kid-sized. <laughs> like, fun-sized. <laughs> and, like, naturally, it's not... You're not meant to do this. And he's, like, being a rebel. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, but that's why it excited me, because it's just this, like, window to questions... <laughs> But it's not like it's not answering them and I'm dissatisfied. I'm more like, whoa. This is the story. Tell me more of this. Yeah. Because I was very suspicious when it was revealed that she was a ghost, like... I thought, well, that can't be it. Two thirds of the way through. I was like, okay. Is that it? If I know my Stein... (laughs) (laughs) That's something um, else. I need to say, my favourite line in the film is, at the the very end, uh, Jack Black's R.L. Stein, much like his Hamlet... (laughs) Um, my favourite line in the film is every story is comprised of three parts oh, yeah. the beginning the middle and the twist <laughs> and that's like that's why I like these books yeah. and I explained um, when reading this I explained to the person I was travelling on the train with like my several of my favourite twists from the TV series yeah. and I'm like I cannot stress enough <laughs> These twists happen in the last three seconds. Yeah, like... And then leave you to just, like, deal with that. Um, so you'll have an initial twist, sort of, earlier on. Mm. And then it'll come to the end and you think it's kind of resolved. And suddenly, that last few seconds, there's, like, like, two more twists. Yeah, it's amazing. That's how, like, to me, that's how you do it. Yeah. Um, so she saves Danny. She stops the ghost from taking becoming him and then that's kind of like her unfinished business mm. and she in the in the TV show she sees her family and goes to live with them yeah. in death but in the I remember in the book it's described quite nicely it like it's quite sad she's calling out to Danny in hospital as he try and as he recovers and like she sees the world get smaller yeah. and like drift away and then she's at peace Mm. It's quite, it. it was quite gentle. Yeah, it was. It, it, this is a good book for kids dealing with mortality. Yeah. Um, well, it depends on your perspective. Is the, the weird ghost coming to claim you thing? Why not? Mm. So in the show, there's a divergence slightly. Yeah, it goes. She ends up like talking more directly to the sort of black figure that mm. had been following her around earlier on. And then it just basically says, oh, yeah, I'm here to teach you how to be a ghost. <laughs> so, it, so it gets to, like, harass the mailman, um, Mr. Chesney, mm. and sort of float mail around and that kind of thing. Then she's like, I don't want to do this. Then that's got to be some other reason while I'm here. Um, and then I guess it kind of, yeah, the ghost just, just explains to her that it's there for that. Well, it tries to get her to go away from me at first, doesn't it? He's like... yeah. I'm not exactly sure why he's teaching her to be a no, ghost. Like, you could just leave her alone. I don't know why it's in his interest to do so. Um, but I still... I I did... I did like that... Like, shoved-in subplot. Yeah. It was kind of interesting. I just love ghost stuff, as is evident by the fact yeah. that we do a ghost podcast. Um, so I like seeing new perspectives and new ideas on it. He's still showing about the physics of being a ghost. Because, like, it was, like, it, she had to, 
put kind of energy into just doing really simple yeah. interaction stuff like lifting a letter or something like that took quite a lot out of her um, which I guess if you want to bring over into real world mm-hmm. people were like well why don't we have ghosts all the time you know floating things around it's like well obviously if it's too much effort for them <laughs> yeah they wouldn't always be doing it it, it, it seemed to drain her yeah um, there's a bit I really liked I, I kind of skimmed over some of the ending in the book but so I can't remember how accurate this is um, but in the show uh, she can't lift Danny out of that burning yeah. house to rescue him so she starts playing piano yeah and um, it alerts people outside that there's someone still in the house mm. and I just thought that was a really nice image and it was quite sweet and yeah. spooky yeah, it's quite... Yeah, it was that quite... Very spooky, so, you know, haunted piano, kind of. See, the reason why ghosts are my favourite um, of all the ghouls... <laughs> of all the way... All the things that can be the threat or the mystery of a horror thing. I like ghosts the most because I think ghosts, by their nature, are quite emotive. Yeah. There's always an emotional story behind a ghost. Mm. Um... And so it makes really satisfying plots. Yeah. Um, so this one didn't really like end on a big grand twist. No. It had its twists in the middle. Mm. Um, it kind of had a, just a sort of nice happy ending. Yeah. As much as a happy ending about a dead family can be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what other episodes of a show do you think are memorable? I think one you have to mention is The, the Weird Sponge. The weird sponge. That was the first one. I think it's one of the uh, first ones that like are in the series. Yeah, I think you showed me that one. Probably. Um, It's like to describe it for those who have not seen. Yes, please do. Um, can't even. It's been a long time since I watched it, but basically, this girl comes across this strange creature, basic that looks like a it's like a mouldy kitchen sponge, but it's actually. Mm some horrible little thing with like a little like face <laughs> and it's constantly screaming yeah it's constantly <laughs> it's got it looks like a yellow it's like Spongebob Squarepants like but a, like if he was real like an awful loofah <laughs> yeah it's got these like sharp fangs yeah. it? and it's just going <laughs> and there's like a horrible scene of her burying it in the garden yeah but you can't get rid of it or something so then it just it ends with her keeping it in like a little box or something isn't there yeah it's like a pet basically because it's not a threat anymore but she can't get rid of it the twist I need to talk about because it rocked my world (laughs) partly literally there's this two-parter about a beast in the forest at summer camp yeah and it's like a by the books spooky werewolf story yeah which of the counsellors is the werewolf yeah let's go in the woods with torches oh no uh, ah oh it was just the counsellor taking us to like you shouldn't be out it's like that for two episodes yeah and then they get revealed at the end that and that's what we mean about the multi-twist <laughs> so we're at like the minute 20 mark of a 23 episode and we get revealed that um the creature was real in a sense but it was a fake uh thing in a costume or like a built construction that yeah. was there to spook the kids and get them and train them yeah 
And then the counselor says, like, this has all just been a training exercise and will prove very handy when we invade Earth. <laughs> and they look up in the yeah, sky. Like and, and in the sky is Earth. <laughs> and then they end. And <laughs> you're like, oh! <laughs> and that was like, Netflix was like, watch the next one. I was like, no, I mean. It's like, ruminate on this. Oh my god. I haven't watched that since, but I do kind of want to rewatch it and see if there's any clues. Yeah, some spacey clues. Those are the two kinds of twists. It's like, like in The Ghost Next Door, it's leading you really on. It, in a way, it's doing a really clever thing where it makes kids feel smart by yeah. thinking, like, I know what the twist is. Yeah. And then being like, nope, takes place on the moon. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god! Like, I think the first episode of Goosebumps is the one about um, the kid who thinks there's a monster at school, or yeah. the teacher is a monster. Yeah. And so they, like, my parents, like, invite him round for dinner to prove he's a monster or not. And isn't it that the whole family are monsters, doesn't it? Yeah, the whole family are a different kind of monster yeah. that eats that type yeah. of monster. And, like, the last shot is them all with, like, weird alien yeah. fangs just being like, oh, we have food like, for summer. Like a weird, like, nuclear monster family. It's so dark. And, um, there's only one other episode I really want to talk about. And it's because <laughs> there's no twist. Um, it's just that... It's the one with, like, the swamp monster? The clay swamp monster? Oh, yeah. So, I can't remember almost anything about this episode. All I remember is that two boys are trying to scare an, a girl. Was, yeah, a girl, and then... Because she's better at them at everything, yeah. and she's perfect. And the mo- <laughs> and by And, like, at the end of the episode, she, like, uncovers the monster, and the moral very heavily, like, put on you is... You have to accept that some people are perfect. <laughs> like, she, you will never one-up her. And, like, the end of the episode is the two main boys just being like, oh, well, she's perfect. And I like, that's quite a nice acceptance. just yeah. like, you know, it's not entirely true, but it's that feeling when you're a kid of, like, you should stop trying to be better than someone. Yeah. Because someone will always just be better than you. Some people are just inherently always better than you. Um, so yeah. Some people might be clay monsters. Yeah. Uh, I don't know any, but I'm sure there are. Um, I don't know. Are there any? Are there any ones you can think of that you think are worthy mentioning? Um, the other one that really sticks in my head is the lawn gnome one, mm. which, like, in the film, when the lawn gnomes are as monsters, like, it's funny. Um, but they obviously like little CGI actual. Lawn, mm. gnome, lawn gnomes lawn gnomes <laughs> and like that is quite scary in its own sort of way but in the TV show version it's you know it's, it's low budget Canadian kids television so they didn't have well they had CGI they couldn't afford gnomes <laughs> but yeah they had CGI <laughs> but they couldn't like you know yeah. not to the level of today so they just had um, little people dressed as lawn gnomes with like I'm guessing like rubber kind of masks, Ooh. but like you could see like the eyes through. So like it was genuinely creepy just because of the low budget of the yeah, costumes. Yeah, no, low had, budgetness is sometimes. And they had like really creepy little voices that they made the poor actors put on, and it's just like it's actually really horrible because they would have they were like too big to be normal lawn gnomes. Yeah. But it was just, like, explained away as the dad liking weird garden furniture or something. But, like... I wonder what Stein feels of the 
um, show because I can't with the film I was expecting more references to the show because I thought that was more a part of people's memories yeah. but there was none no. none at all I think like um, from what I remember the books ended up sort of running almost concurrently with the show in the end like obviously not like one to one but he was obviously still writing a lot of stuff while the show was being made um, so I think he must have had some quite a lot of input into it and yeah I mean I um, I read that there's still Goosebumps books coming out or yeah. R.L. Stein still writes like there's like another one he does which is like Spook Street or something yeah. <laughs> um, okay well I'm gonna read our uh, a message we got um, from my brother <laughs> our podcast reaches a wide yeah. scope of people um, he actually just started his own podcast called Games on Film about video game movies um, which is a it's horrible with it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, today this year is a bumper crop mm. as a Tomb Raiders in cinema and there's Rampage out next month that's based on a game oh is it yeah, like a 15-year-old arcade game no one really remembers. But, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson really liked, so half-funded the movie. <laughs> Very strange. Okay, so this is from my brother. Um, the only Goosebumps book I read was Stay Out of the Basement. While I remember some creepy plant-based ho- body horror, my um, abiding memory is that every chapter ended in a dumb cliffhanger that would be immediately quashed the following chapter. E.g. a character screaming, help, and then revealed it was a prank. Even as a child, I could see through the lazy bait and switch plotting, so I didn't bother with any more after that. God. Oh, Stein's got called out. Yeah. That's, like, King would never. I know. Um, no, that's... It's fair, but that's kind of also why you read them. Yeah, because every now and then, it's not a twist. And also it's so clear, like... This is not the type of book that's meant to be read like one chapter a night no, kind of thing. You read it's, it all at once. Yeah, it's binge reading. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's totally true. That's not that's not just a stay out of the basement thing. That's a half of this book. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, like this book, loads of the ends of the chapters would be Hannah fell over again, and like, <laughs> or someone knocked into her, or like but she didn't hurt her knee. She just bruised it, or it's just like. Like, I guess part of the point was that people are knocking into her because they didn't see her. But, I mean, come on. So... Some of it, she wasn't even being bumped into. She just, like, fell over <laughs> for some reason. Here are the last sentences of several chapters. <laughs> she uttered a frightened gasp as she fell to the ground. <laughs> she was nearly to the alley when she heard the shrill yelp of pain. Uh, what was following her? <laughs> and like a lot of them are just revealed to be oh it was him uh, Hannah gasped staring helplessly as Danny toppled headfirst off the roof it's it's yeah. that's the style it's you can't style. accept the style of this auteur <laughs> you um go read go read King go read King yeah and see if that's any better <laughs> I mean arguably the adaptations of Goosebumps maybe in quality be better than most <laughs> that's true I mean there's lots of elements about it that's yeah. very Goosebumps yeah like I haven't really actually seen it but I mean it's just the general concept 
kids frightened of a clown that... In a train. In a train. Like, that's so goosebumps. I kind of want to, like, re-edit the, the film to have the theme song and... I don't know. Also, if you want to see um, pre-Blade uh, Runner, Ryan Reynolds. Oh. No, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. The two Ryan's, Ryans. Right. Sorry. Oh, he's in Say Cheese and Die, isn't he? Mm. I need to remember that Gosling is the goose, and that's mm. why he's in Goosebumps. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good way of remembering it. I think there's quite a lot of, like, in um, Goosebumps and in Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of famous Canadian actors <laughs> who had their beginnings in spooky... Children's you know, Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, this is similar to CBC did that Creeped Out... Uh, show which we watched one episode of I I wonder how that's doing I hope it's doing well, we enjoyed it um, but I think there definitely needs to be there always needs to be a spooky show on yeah. TV because it's not the same as scary yes, scary. we were looking on Netflix for spooky films, not horror films yeah, there's a difference Hostel is not a spooky film no. we want something that goes <laughs> alright, bye <laughs> You don't, it doesn't linger or it does, I don't know anyway, um, I think that's pretty covered Goosebumps yeah. Um, need, uh, need ideas for whatever we watch next yeah um, I guess should we go back to an, an actual horror <laughs> we want yeah I guess we wanted to take like horror classics and also things we felt like watching that were on Netflix <laughs> alternatively um, have you got any nominations no <laughs> okay I've got a few I think I'm thinking of I think <laughs> you're not sure if the thought no, crisis is um, going on or not. Yeah, so um, we'll put it. We'll put on a Twitter poll or a, something on the Facebook yeah. group. Um, please join our Facebook. Yes, please join yeah, our pictures. Yeah, so for um, our regular episodes, when we tell ghost stories, we include all our supplementary horror materials. Yeah. Lovingly googled. <laughs> um, and pulled straight off with no credit. Um, we have little photo galleries for every episode, and so you can see all the spooky pictures that we mention. Um, so that's the Poltercast uh, on Facebook. Yeah, you just search it and then you press join, and we have to accept you. That is fine. We don't, join we, us. Yes, <laughs> we, we don't like. We, we're not. It's not selective. No. Um, we also have a Twitter at the Poltercast, and an email at the Poltercast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can find us separately. Oh, I'm at Tiff Baxter Illis. At Hamish Steele, um, come back next. Uh, well, in two in weeks' two time, weeks. Yeah. and we'll have some more chilling ghost stories for you. To geese your bumps. <laughs> to geese your bumps. Excellent. And until next time, rest in peace. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Goosebumps. You will be where. You're in for a scare. <laughs>